Waltney Group, Remax Results. Welcome to Rochester Real Estate, featuring Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group Remax Results and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. It's Saturday morning and it is time to talk about real estate. I'm Andy Brownell with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. How are you today? I am doing pretty good. I'm still I'm looking forward to summer, tired. but <laughs> <laughs> I, I just can't imagine how busy you are. I know you had a day off, but then I also saw on Facebook you were running all over the place on your day off going to various events. So <laughs> that's not very restful. You know, restful. Yeah, I don't really know much about <laughs> resting, but I guess, you know, I've heard a lot of people say you'll get plenty of rest when you're dead. So yeah. I'll save it. <laughs> That's a good idea. Save it for the... Okay. Um, We have talked so much about lack of inventory. And before we turn on the microphones for today's show, you told me you have a bunch of new listings. I am so excited. I, I don't know exactly what's happening, but I kind of feel like the people who wanted to move are thinking, boy, if we're going to do this, you know, if we're going to sell our house that we have now and move to the lake or if we're going to sell our house now and downsize or upsize or whatever it is they're going to do i think they're all thinking we better do it now because we've heard that the feds are gonna raise the interest rates again next week and i just think it's like you know what let's just keep things moving so we have i've been hopping at listing appointments like literally three and four a week, sometimes two and three a day. Yesterday, I had three back to back. I mean, just it's going crazy, which is <laughs> fabulous because we still have fewer listings than we have buyers. So it's it's very good. But so yeah, I have a lot still... of great ones that either just came on or are coming soon that I would really love to talk about. Well, let's do that. Let's talk about them. All right. So everybody knows 14th Street Northeast. It's the otherwise known as Viola Road, that kind of straight shot up to Century High School. There is just an adorable little house that is listed at 1304 14th Street Northeast. So it actually faces 14th Street. And I think I mentioned that one was coming soon last week. It's actually available for showings now. It was built in 1954. It's got a total of 1,564 square feet with two beds, two baths, and a two-car garage. And listen to this, 229. Wow, yes. I do remember that house from last week. That's exciting. 229. I love it. And it's cute. It's really cute. And that's not too far from the school, right? That's no, it's just blocks. right up the you know right up the hill. It's, it's a great location. It's not very far from Corey Hill. It's just a really nice location. Yeah. All right. So then, if you're looking for a brand new spanking townhome, uh, we had a sixplex over on Supala Court Northwest. The address is five three zero three. We have that is still being constructed, but we do have five of those units sold. So there is one unit left, and it is a two-bed, two-bath middle unit. So it has one car garage, and that is two eighty-four nine. While Once the prices again. have gone up, I think the the first building they were, I want to say two sixty-four, 
for the middle unit, something like that. But we all know what has happened to prices. We're going to do one more building right next to that one. So there will be six more coming as well. Okay. But right now we have one available. But it's funny that you mentioned that prices have gone up since you built the first building yeah. out there. And when you gave the price, I thought, well, you're, there's not that many townhomes that you can get for 280 anymore. I know. So. <laughs> I know. That's very true. That's very true. And it's all brand new. So it's really nice. All right, then we have a gorgeous house at 3388 Ridgeline Drive Southeast. So that's that neighborhood that's just east of the college. Oh, yeah. And that one is a coming soon. And that one is situated where when you're sitting on the deck, you have the most beautiful view of the downtown skyline and the sunset. And this house is meticulous. She's like, what do I have to do to get it ready for photos? And I'm like, Absolutely nothing. <laughs> but anyway, it's perfect. And it was built in 2018, so it's a newer home. It has a total of 2,380 square feet finished, four beds, three baths, a three-stall garage, really nice outdoor living space with a, a built-in grill and a fire pit. Nice. Anyway, this one is uh, $399.9. And it is coming soon status, but on the 4th of May, we'll be able to get people in it. So you're able to schedule appointments now. Okay. Then we have a nice place over at 3223 Arbor Drive Northwest. This one might sound familiar because we had it on the market. It got into multiple offers. We sold it on day one. And doggone it if the buyer didn't fall through. Oh, now, no. I will say that um, it's listed at four nineteen nine because it was in multiple offers. The first time it sold over that, and it actually did appraise for the amount it sold for. So it's a bargain at four nineteen nine. It's got five beds, three baths, uh, a two-car attached garage, and then a great big, beautiful um, building behind that could be used as a garage for storing your winter cars or it could be a workshop or actually Man cave. Could be several things you could so, put a tv out there and a couch you could do anything <laughs> kick your teenagers out make them live there no I'm kidding. <laughs> just kidding all right kind of <laughs> kind of <laughs> <laughs> then we have you know me too well andy we have um a nice a beautiful one up in pill hill 428 16th avenue southwest and that one's at 429 429,000. It's a four bed, two bath, one car garage. Um, so just short walk to St. Mary's and right. as cute as can be. It's all been redone inside. So I'm working my way up if you haven't figured that out. We started at the low twos and now we're in the low fours. I had a- from there, we're going to 5182 Southern Ridge Lane Southwest. This house, doggone it, this house has been on the market for a month and that just doesn't happen in this market. We have done a price reduction, so we started at five thirty-five nine. We have gotten this one down to five nineteen nine, and I am not sure why it is. I think it's honestly a little overwhelmingly big for some people. It's, okay, <laughs> it's thirty-seven hundred and thirty square feet finished with five bedrooms plus a den, so it could be six bedrooms and four baths and a large three-car garage. And just a really nice yard. So if you need some space and you want to get a lot of bang for your buck, 5182 Southern Ridge Lane, Southwest. Wow. 
And it is a mystery to me why that one hasn't moved. I know it. Well, I know last week I told you that I had a hot hot one coming down on Tepeota Point in Wabasha. Yep. And I think uh, it started active for showings yesterday, and I think she had like 12 or 14 showings. I know she's booked up with showings again today. And then I think there's a couple that want to see it on Sunday and one Monday. But I'm kind of guessing it's going to be sold by them. Okay. That one does not surprise me at all. No. And then we had another big, beautiful one. Um, 2738 Brayburn Lane, Southwest. And that one is um, listed at 869.9. It's a, another one that's a lot of house. This one has a all brick front Six bedrooms, six baths, three car garage, and this one was coming soon. It came active yesterday, and we have already received our first offer, and we'll have this one <laughs> sold by the end of the weekend. But it's not sold yet, so if it uh, gets your attention, give me a call. And if, if you miss out on that one, well, then don't worry, because we have one that's going to come available starting tomorrow. It's All right. coming soon status right now, and that one is located out in 139 River Bluffs Lane Northwest, and that one has um, five beds, four baths, three-car garage, two-and-a-half acres, and it's nine fifty nine nine. So I've got a wow. little something for everybody, 10 new listings ranging from the low twos to the mid-nines. Wow. Yeah. And... Uh- it's been a long time since you've had a list this long of homes that are available. It's exciting. So that's in- it's yeah. exciting because I'm I'm just sure that next week when we talk, most of these will be sold, <laughs> if not all of them, which is so, fabulous. And I'll ho- hopefully have some new ones. Well, I look forward to that. But we do have to take a break, and we'll chat some more with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results, in just a moment on News Talk thirteen forty Caro C A M and ninety six nine FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. So I'm not sure if you've noticed, but Rochester is looking a little... Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back. Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results on this Saturday morning. And Robin just got finished with an extensive list of homes that are currently for sale. Um, you seem to have an abundance this week. How does that, it, is it that way across the market? And what does this all mean? Well, I I haven't really paid much attention. I'm assuming that everyone's getting more listings. Um, gosh, you know, I stay so focused on what I've got going on in front of my nose. But I bet. Um, just doing searches for buyers, I do have more options to show them, which has been good. I think um, everything I read is telling me that, and, and even my interactions with my buyers, you know, from day to day, is that buyers are remaining hopeful. And I mean, prices are still high and mortgage rates have eked up a little bit but i think that most buyers believe that the next six months is still going to be a really good time to buy a home so i think that we're feeling that it's kind of heartening to see that people aren't freaking out about the 
interest yes. rates edging higher. They're taking it, taking it in stride. Right, and I think that's because talk shows like this and podcasts and news stories are. We're trying to do our best to inform people that this really isn't gloom and doom. The rates are going up to try to stabilize the economy, to try to battle the um, inflation, right? Right. So, I mean, this is all, all happening just the way it should to just make things better for everybody. And I think it's I think it's going to work just fine. Let's hope, yeah, let's hope they do the what they call the balancing act. Right. Where they raise them just high enough. And honestly, Andy, um, homes are still getting multiple offers, right? Right. So when people are getting multiple offers, they're not getting less than their asking price. I'll tell you that. So I have mentioned that I'm not seeing the offers going as ridiculously crazy. Thank goodness. There is nothing I hate worse than having to tell someone, geez, Nice job going fifty thousand over the asking price. Too bad it wasn't oh. good enough. Yeah, that's it makes terrible. my stomach hurt to even think about it's that. It's terrible. It's so stressful. So, you know, we're seeing multiple offers. Um, but now it's it's more realistic. We're seeing more escalation clauses. And, you know, for somebody who's listening who doesn't know what that means, maybe someone says, Okay, fine, I'm I'm fine with going five thousand dollars over the ask but i don't want to go 20 okay and if i had to i might even go seven or eight so then they might say well let's just write an offer for five thousand over but then let's add an escalation clause saying but you know if somebody beat me by a little bit i'll beat them by a little bit to get up to this amount right so Sometimes listing agents say, I don't want any escalation clauses. Don't send them over. Well, newsflash, it's really up to the seller, not the agent. But maybe the agent has told the seller that they don't want them. I don't know. They can get confusing, and especially if you have more than one on the same offer. But I think I like to use them because I like to protect people from paying more than they have to. So. If they said to me, gosh, Robin, I feel like the house is already priced plenty high, but I don't mind paying that much, but I don't really want to have to pay any over that. But if I had to to get it, I'd go 5000 higher. Then that might be where I would say, okay, then let's do this. Let's offer full price and let's just say if anybody has gone over full price with this, you know, um, no contingencies like we have no contingencies, we would beat the best offer by a thousand dollars up to up and then to, whatever right. that five thousand over that full price is that way, if they have to pay more to get it, they do, but I'm not just throwing their money away if they didn't have to to compete so it's a it's a balancing act well, I suppose as well, if you had a hard limit without the escalation clause or if a seller refused to take an offer with an escalation clause. You'd have to go rewrite offers and make new offers then, right? Instead of just having it happen automatically. Well, you don't get a chance because if you're in multiple offers and yours wasn't the best one, you don't get to go go rewrite an offer on another property because now you've lost out on this one. Have you ever had a buyer come in and not, I guess, not give you any limits and say, I want this house. I don't care how much it costs. 
yeah, well, that's what I would shut that down right now. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, okay, let's not get emotional about this. This is a serious investment, and I need you to, you know, I did, I did have, um, I did have to really think outside the box once because I had a lady that just looked at me and said, "You need to get me this house." And I was like, oh, my goodness, how am I going to be able to do this without going crazy? But I did come up with some really um, creative, out-of-the-box ideas. Not quite as creative as the agent I was talking about last week that... Right, the college, college education. And, <laughs> yeah, but but I did um, say, okay, we're going to give a very hefty, earnest money. And instead of having a check deposited into the trust account and then used as a down payment at the time of closing, we're going to take this earnest money and have a cashier's check drawn directly to the seller and hand it over and say, once you sign on the line and accept our offer, that check is yours to cash. Oh, yeah. And it, it did get me that one, and it was so good because everything went very smoothly. Now, there are probably people out there going, what? You know, what if the seller decides to take the money, cash it, and then not close on the house? Ooh, that would be ugly. You know, or what if the seller cashes the check and then the buyers decide, Oh no, now we've lost our job and we can't buy the house. Ugh, that would be ugly. I mean, there are some things that could Risk. go seriously wrong. But at the same time, we felt that that was a better risk than paying some ungodly amount of money over just to win. And it I works. I see it's a balancing act once again. You're, you're yes, and it's good to know, you know, there's in every every single real estate transaction is different. So, you know, different things are going to work in different transactions because the criteria is going to be different that's going to be appealing to the seller and the things that the buyer is going to be able to offer are going to be different buyer to buyer. So it's not like um, all you got to do is study this manual. You learn how to write an offer. You learn how to win. It's like it's called live and learn. You know, bet, yeah. experience, experience, experience. Okay, this particular agent, I remember she doesn't like to work with escalation clause. When I've tried them in the past, I haven't been successful. So we're going to come in with our strongest offer. So it's just all about really um, learning along the way, retaining that knowledge, building those relationships, and keeping all of that, you know, in our... Um, what do I want to say in our tool bag, I guess, yeah. so that when it's time to write the offer, we can do the absolute best job for the clients. All right, Robin, we have to take another break. We'll be back in a moment. Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results on Newstalk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Was the week before Christmas. Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Andy Brownell with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. We've been talking about the market that is still a seller's market and all the multiple offers. Robin, is 
is that the case every single time? Is everybody facing a multiple offer? Okay. It is not. Um, I will tell you, I read an article this week in Realtor.com that um, said, this kind of upset me, but I thought, oh my gosh, no wonder this is so stressful. 43% of sellers are still expecting multiple offers. So what that means is if you put a house, if I put a house on the market and I get a full price offer day one, we have sellers who are actually looking that as bad news or sad (laughs) news because they really were hoping for more offers. It's frustrating because I I tell people what we want to do is we want to price your house right. And that when I say right, there's a lot of things that go into that. The condition of the house, the size of the house, the location of the house, the condition of the market, right? So we're in a market that we're, if we're pricing homes correctly, we're pricing them at the top of their range. So if we're pricing a property at the top of the range and then getting an offer for that price at the top of the range quickly and painlessly for the seller, you would hope that what the seller would be experiencing is joy and excitement. (laughs) And some do, some do, Andy, but there are others that are like only one offer well, newsflash, we can only sell the house to one buyer. So when you go through the, pro- well, obviously from the, if you're representing the buyer, that wouldn't be the case. But if you're representing a seller, do you try to talk them through what you just talked to us do. about? I really do. And I think that, I mean, I know how I explain the process to a seller. And that's why I was very surprised to hear that 43% of sellers are expecting multiple offers and are disappointed when they don't get them. I can only blame one sector for that. I mean, there's the media and we're always, we've always got the media out there, but I mean, it's our job as real estate professionals to explain Things change and what you heard or what happened last summer isn't what's happening now. And it's our job to explain how this process is going to go, what it's going to look like. And if you get this price, you should be thrilled. And that way you're setting them up for success, right? Rather than setting them up for failure. So when everything goes just the way you promised and the offer comes in, it's right where they want it. Everybody's happy. So I think that as realtors, we can do a better job in explain, explaining to people what they should expect and set up realistic expectations. And when you see the homes selling for much higher than the listing price, that means things are out of whack. That um, the, the pricing of the home hasn't caught up with what's happening in the marketplace at that point. But now that we've gone through kind of a little bit of a, I don't know what I, the term I'd use, I lull or um, flattening of the curve maybe is a better way to put it. The asking prices are actually more reflective of the real market. Correct. When compared to what was happening a year ago when things were well, again, Crazy. like I said, one of the factors that has, one of the things that has to factor in is the condition of the market. 
And that that's going to change. You know, that is something that does not stay the same. Absolutely. Can change day to day even. Right. Yes. So uh, profit margins on a median priced single family home are still very high. Okay. Now they have fallen. So they're not making the same exorbitant profit as they were last year at this time. But they're still making really good money on their house. I was at a listing appointment yesterday and these kids bought the house for 211000 And now the job is relocating them. They've lived in the house three years. It's not long. No, it's not. There was a time when you lived in a house three years. You it would be even. really good if you could just break even and get your money back. I told them that they will probably sell for approximately 100000 more than they paid for it. And they were honestly disappointed. <laughs> they honestly, grand. they honestly said, "Oh, we were hoping for more." And then I have my favorite line: "Yeah, I'm hoping to be a size zero, but I think we're both uh, out of luck." You know, that's that's thirty three thousand dollars per year they lived in the house. Um, not to mention it was their shelter. Right. I said, "You guys, this has been home. This has been your shelter." <laughs> It's given you a break on your taxes because of the interest you've paid. You know, I mean, it has been a very good investment because not only has it been your shelter, now you're going to walk away with a nice chunk of money to put down on your next house. And then they said, well, now that you've explained it that way, we do feel a lot better. Okay, good. Because I'm over here just shaking my head going... What is going on? A hundred thousand dollar profit in three years of ownership is right. Amazing, it's a good thing, right? It's a good amazing. Thing. Correct. Well, last year it might have been one hundred and fifty. You know who knows? <laughs> but this isn't last year. This is this year, and so it is what it is right now today, and it's still fabulous. Things are still cooking along. Yes, and you they had, are. and you had a whole list of homes to look at. If a person, they can go to your website, right? And Look at the photos and and those homes that are. What's the term? Uh, it's not pending, but it's uh, coming see, soon. I'm, I'm, I'm having a senior moment. Coming yeah. soon. Yeah. Um, that means is, they're already listed. The paperwork's been signed. Right. The showing date hasn't started, but we can schedule appointments for those. Okay. And so, how do they get a hold of you? I want to say one more schedules. thing quickly. Sorry. Absolutely. No. This morning we have our shredding event from oh, 10 a.m. until 12 at the Wabasha office. So if you have a whole bunch of paperwork that it's confidential and you just want it shredded, I don't care if you're even in Rochester, throw Everybody it in the trunk or throw it in the back seat and drive over. The big shredding truck is going to be parked outside of our office at 257 West Main. And of course, it's free. So whether you're a business or a um, homeowner or you just have a bunch of paperwork you want to get get rid of, come down and shred it. Okay. I love but, I love that you do that. Yeah, it's awesome. People love it. We get good response. So my phone number, 507-259-4986. Feel free to call me anytime. I promise you I will answer. If I'm on the phone, I will call you back, and I would love to help you with all of your real estate needs. All right. That's Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results. Right here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. News Talk 1340.